Coming to you from beautiful downtown Phoenix in front of a live studio audience. Yes! <laughs> we are the PHNX D-Backs Podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome in. Of course, I am your mayor, occasionally known as Derek Montilla. This guy over here, he's your Thunderstick, occasionally known as Jesse Friedman. Jesse, the Diamondbacks came back and tied a baseball game with the Dodgers today. They did. Training. That was they pretty did. fun to watch, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, like... Like a Cactus League game's a Cactus League game. Nobody yeah. really cares about the outcome that yeah. much. And I, then when you have a tie in a Cactus League game, no, it's then it's just, like I really don't care. I just feel like icky deep down. Yeah. Like like there was nothing important about the actual result of that game. <laughs> no matter uh, how short the pitch clock made this game, I still feel like this was a waste of our time. Of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And we promise we won't waste your time on this podcast right here uh, because we are just here to talk about the facts, ma'am. And, of course, one of the facts was seeing J.D. Martinez and David Peralta in Dodger blue. And that was something, something I fucking hated. Look at this. Uh, Nailed it with the caption here. Think we're going to be sick. Uh, seeing these two guys in Dodger blue. Hey Jesse, what do you think of uh, David Peralta <laughs> there in Dodger blue? Huh? You're you're trying to bait me into saying a certain <laughs> thing. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. I think I know I'm gonna be crucified for this, Derek. But oh, don't, don't, I I don't just have it. to say don't some people look good in different colors, right? Mm-hmm. Like wearing different colors. Like yeah. personally, do you I hear don't what he's wear... saying, Giselle? He said you hear what he's insinuating here, you guys. Okay, he's just I I don't look great in it. like brighter colors because mm. I'm very pale skinned, and so it just doesn't look great. So I tend to wear darker colors, as you can see right now if you're watching us. Um, and and David Peralta always looked good in red. But I'm just, he looks pretty good in blue, too, like from a pure aesthetic standpoint. Um, but I, at the same time, I I know it's kind of devastating for Diamondbacks fans to see David Peralta in I don't blue. Know. And, and for them to see J.D. Martinez in I, blue. I don't, know. A, and I don't know why you saying all these sight. things, Elizabeth. They're all, they're making me sad and infuriating me. But, of course, uh, we don't care about those guys anymore. They're not in Sedona Red anymore. We care about the guys in Sedona Red. And one of those guys is pitcher Ryan Nelson, who is one of the, three to maybe four guys that are currently, uh, I guess, competing, you would say, fighting for the final rotation spot in the Diamondbacks Major League starting rotation. Uh, and he struggles once again to get through two innings of work. Uh, not a, another non-stellar outing for Ryan Nelson. Yeah, I don't know if he would have gone more than two innings anyway, even mm-hmm. if even if it had been perfect. Um, possible, but you want to see him get through it, right? You want to see him get through those two innings, right? Yeah, at least completing the two innings would have would have been nice, uh, which unfortunately he was not able to do, as you said. Uh, an inning and two-thirds, four hits, three runs, uh, two walks, one strikeout. There was one play, uh, which was charges and error, um, there was a a bounce a, a a ball that came right back to Ryan Nelson. He had a chance to turn what would have been an inning-ending double play. He threw a little bit wide left to Buddy Kennedy at second base. Uh, Kennedy wasn't able to make the catch, and that kind of made the inning go on. So um, all three runs wound up being earned, but he definitely could have been out of that inning um, for for whatever that's worth. But yeah, it, it wasn't a great outing for Ryan Nelson. I wish I could say that you know it felt like it was a fluke or. Um, you know, it was a lot of soft contact or anything yeah. like that. But uh, Freddie Freeman really got into that he, that two-run bomb. <laughs> he hit the hell out of the ball. Double and a home run with three RBI, two for two, I think. I don't know if he stayed in the game after two that. Two for three, two I for think, three. by the time yeah, it yeah. was done, yeah. Um, but, man, I mean, of course, with Ryan Nelson, the one thing here is that the other guys are performing so well. So I really <clears throat> I really feel like uh, it, it's, 
I guess it's not as dramatic, you know, it's just two starts. So there is potentially the ability for him to fight back and still compete yeah. for this spot, right? And again, it's not always the results or the numbers necessarily that the Diamondbacks are looking for. But like you said, there was hard contact. There's just a lot of things that didn't didn't go his way and didn't didn't look great out there when compared to especially Brandon Fott's first outing and Dre Jameson's two outings now, especially yeah, uh, Dre's Dre's last outing on on Tuesday. Yeah, it's definitely still too early to say like, oh, Ryan Nelson couldn't possibly win a rotation spot. I think Tori Lovello was very clear at the beginning of this process that it's not just the box score that matters sure. at the end of the day, right? Um, or guys that are twenty three point six three ERA. Yeah, the yeah, starts. the twenty three point. I mean, yeah, it, it maybe it matters to some extent. Like, I'd be a little <laughs> surprised if if Ryan Nelson got the spot if he's not able to bring that down at least a little bit, but. Uh, he was working on some specific things today, um, and and he he talked about how those things didn't necessarily align with like what the ideal game plan would have been for actually um, getting all these Dodgers hitters out uh, in spring training. You're not necessarily planning for uh, getting guys out or, or planning based on their weaknesses. You're planning you're you're planning on you know what you want to accomplish in that particular game. So if there are certain pitches you're working on, uh, certain locations that you want to focus on. Those are the kinds of things that the guys are are working on. And sometimes that means, yeah, the results might not look so great, even if you do execute in a lot of those ways. I think there is something to be said about the difference in the attitude between Ryan Nelson and Dre Jamison. Uh, and it's not to take anything away from Ryan Nelson. It just because last year he came in, uh, he was asked to perform. He wasn't necessarily asked to compete with his peers to win a spot as much as he was asked to go out there and, and win baseball games, right? Yeah. There, there seems to be a difference between blood fire Dre Jameson and Ryan Nelson when it comes to that competitive edge, right? Like, And and I was kind of comparing it a little bit to the Phoenix Suns and, and what people mm. say about Devin Booker versus what people say about Kevin Durant, right? Devin Booker, we know he's a scoring machine. We know he's a great base, or basketball player. We know he's very talented. <laughs> Maybe probably, he's a great baseball player. He's probably player. a great baseball know. player too, right? <laughs> um, but my point being is that we've seen as Phoenix Suns fans times where Devin you know, wasn't really that same guy that guys like Kevin Durant are where they almost demand to have the ball and they want to take over the game in that late moment. It's almost like yeah. Booker knows he's a very talented player and knows he should have the ball in it, but maybe it's just the fact that his uh, personality doesn't that same kind of aggressively fire, you know, that that aggressively competitive nature. That's what we're kind of seeing out of Dre Jamison here. When we talked with Vince from the Reno Aces, even he was surprised by Jamison's success last year at a major league level compared to what they had seen in Reno. And that's, again, not yeah. to say that he wasn't competing. It's just numbers-wise and, and the success that he was having. And I really feel like right now for Dre, that competitive edge and that fire is really the thing that's kind of pushing him over the edge where a lot of people don't expect him to be better than Ryan Nelson. A lot of people don't expect him to win out at sure. a starting spot over Brandon Fott. It's really starting to look like Dre Jamison might, at least for the time being, just might 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 have a little bit more of a of of, of a top position here uh, amongst the I agree guys. with that. I mean, I think I think just looking at the numbers, like if you had to if you had to pick a front runner for that rotation spot right now, I think Dre Jamison is probably the guy. Uh, we're scheduled to see Brandon Fought again on Saturday, so that'll certainly be interesting to see how he does in his second outing. Uh, but I will push back a little bit and say, like, I think Ryan Nelson has a competitive fire too, um, and you know. 
I think every major leaguer does, right? The, the only way that you get to this level Very of competition true. is that you are you have an outrageous amount of self confidence, basically. <laughs> um, and one of us knows about that. Yeah, and, and, and I think <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, I think Ryan Nelson has no shortage of of confidence, and uh, Dre Jameson certainly, as we as we saw with that clip yesterday, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later in in this show. Uh, yeah, like that. It's very external for him. Like he's willing to go out on camera after the game and say, yeah, don't swing 3-0 on me. You're going to light a fire in my soul, basically. Uh, don't, um, don't do that. It puts fire in my blood. It puts fire in my blood. Don't do that. Those are It puts fire in my blood. Those are Dre Jameson's exact words. I said that words. to my daughter last night, actually. She was being argumentative oh, no. with me. She was like, <laughs> I need help on a homework assignment I've had for a week that I haven't worked on yet. And I was like, don't do that. It puts fire in my blood. <laughs> right. I'm already quoting Dre Jameson, and everybody should. Put it on a t-shirt. Uh, all, like, all that to say, though, like, yeah, I think Ryan Nelson has the competitive edge too. It just it just manifests itself differently. The difference between these two guys right now and the reason that maybe Dre Jameson is the front runner is just that he's pitched really well. And I think Ryan Nelson maybe hasn't checked every box that he's been been trying to check so far. I say it's the fire. Okay. That's why I say it's the right. fire. But you're, you're, uh, you're right about uh, Nelson. He said that he feels good despite what the numbers show and he still feels confident about his ability to compete uh, for this final rotation spot. Definitely the stats don't look great, but I think they don't show how good I feel with the ball right now. Like I feel like it's coming out good. I feel like the shape of my pitches are really good. So try not to read into the numbers and stuff too much, but I definitely want to throw some zeros up and keep some guys from scoring. And again, it's spring training, so it's definitely not the results that they're looking at. It's there, There's a lot of other things. And I mean, we've even seen the Diamondbacks in the past kind of make some surprising decisions uh, based on the roster uh, because we tend to base it on the stats and the success they had. And Lavallo and staff are, are looking at completely different things that, than what yeah. we're looking at. Yeah, absolutely. And and specifically that, that home run to Freddie Freeman that we talked about earlier, it was a changeup. And uh, Ryan Nelson acknowledged after the game, like if I was game planning to try to get Freddie Freeman out rather than to try to throw strikes with all my pitches, which is what one of his goals was coming into this game, he probably doesn't throw that change up to Freddie Freeman. He probably goes, you know, back to a pitch that maybe he's a little bit more confident in. Yeah. Um, and that's I mean, that scored two runs, right? That's two of the three runs that he gave up right there in one swing. So you definitely don't want to get too carried away looking at the numbers here, but I still think Ryan Nelson didn't look that great. Like his his four seam command was a little bit all over the place. Strike zone was a little bit odd for him today. So that might have uh, played a little bit of a role in things. But uh, he's definitely not out of this race at this point. Well, Tori also commented and had some thoughts on Dre Jameson's uh, fiery personality when it came to uh, uh, his responses that we got yesterday. And, and just in general, the delight that Dre Jameson is. You know, the first time I saw him, he had on the SpongeBob shoes, right? Throwing on field three right. and throwing low bullets. And um, I told him when I uh, when I was introduced to him um, in Ch Chase that he should keep the same routine and wear the same shoes. So I told him I would be disappointed if he didn't wear the SpongeBob powder blue shoes on his first start. And he did. <laughs> So he just he has a different personality, and I want to embrace each personality on this team, and I certainly appreciate his. I love that about Tori, too, the fact that he wants these guys to be themselves. And, like, 
Tori gets as fired up about these guys making comments like Dre did as we do. You know, really, he does. He loves that shit. He loves the confidence. And more importantly, he feels like guys uh, can verbally commit sometimes, you know, to 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 the, to their actions. Sometimes when they, they talk a big talk, they have to back it up. And as far as Tori sees it, it's just more motivation for these guys to go out there and, and compete. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike the, you know, Dre Jameson's comments that, that he made yesterday about the, the 3 0 count and, and don't swing on a 3 0 count and whatnot. Uh, Tori, ba- when I asked him about that, Tori basically just said, like, yeah, whatever Dre Jameson needs to get fired up, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, he didn't necessarily say, like, yeah, I felt the same way. Right, like, you know, right, I'm right, pissed right. as a manager yeah. if someone's. How dare you? The audacity 3-0. of that batter to swing at 3 Yeah, right. I don't think Tori necessarily <laughs> felt that way, but it's like, hey, like, if, if that's what lights the fire for Dre Jameson, then, you know, he's all for it. We all have things that motivate us. I mean, I. I don't know. Yeah, what, I, what motivates you, Derek? Let's I, let's talk about. I mean, that. I, I'll say honestly, I wouldn't be sitting here right now if it wasn't for the fact that I had made a new little human being who was my daughter, and that this daughter was eventually going to go to school and tell her friends where her dad went to work. And I didn't want it to be, I don't know, in some cube somewhere at an office building. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and it's not knocking it, but it like it got me up to try to do new things, and and it motivated me, right? So I started writing. I wrote for a local magazine, uh, and then I started covering sports with uh, with my friend Paul Richardson. So, and, and even that, right? Even that, uh, there was it's it's there's things that motivated me along the way. I was a huge sports fan, so being a part of this entire thing and going out there and covering the Diamondbacks, just being there motivated me, right? But you know, honestly, it it. I wanted, after I started doing it, I wanted to legitimately, as cheesy as this sounds, sitting here right now, I wanted to provide great content. And it kind of motivated me just because I wanted to try to see what I could do differently out there, right? But a lot of that, obviously, is because, you know, in my personal life, I felt like a lot of people doubted me. So for me to be doing this kind of job now and proving a lot of people wrong, it's the same kind of thing with you know, with Dre Jameson, like sometimes just, just, just getting people to have to shut up and, and realize that you did <laughs> fun things with your life is enough motivation for me. But definitely I wanted, uh, you know, I wanted my daughter to be proud of me. You know what I mean? And it's funny because I don't know if I ever felt that way and it's no knock to other people in my life, my family, my parents, but I had a child and like more than anything, I wanted her to be proud of what I, what I did wow. for a living, you know, that was very know. wholesome moment. I know. Derek I was on the like, show. I could have wow. said fucking. I could have said you know the strippers <laughs> and and the drugs. You know what a, like, what a know, family man. Those always motivate me. But uh, you know it is what it is. Um, but I'll say we have some more guys that actually did some fun things out there offensively. So it's not just the pitchers. Uh, Joe though though Justin Martinez once again threw 100 miles an hour. Threw so fast. Uh, that uh, the poor uh, ballpark velo reader couldn't keep up with him out at Camelback Ranch. Look at this thing. And he's just sitting at double zeros now. Double zero. Yeah. What was fascinating, and I didn't include this in the tweet, was when he threw 101, mm-hmm. it did work. What? But when he threw 100, it would oh. just show up as zero, zero. It's like so, a Y2K situation, I feel like, right? Yeah. Like the computer just yeah, can't handle some, it. Something like that. Yeah, yeah some, some eeries going on at, at Camelback Ranch. Uh, 100 miles an hour, just just couldn't handle it. Oh, man, I will say that, uh, again, Jesse has a lot of thoughts about a lot of ballparks, by the way. It's not the only ballpark that he's, like, judging their technology. This is the first time I've been to Camelback Ranch. What'd you think? I I liked it. I liked it. I've heard that 
Uh, some of the other writers were telling me that there's a serious lack of shade. Like if you're sitting yes. down yes. in the stands, yes. it has some problems. It's a nightmare. If it is not a nice, cool day, even even on a nice, cool day. Today was a nice, cool it's day. It's still too I much mean, sun. Today it was, it was genuinely yeah. kind of cold outside. It was like in the mid-50s or something. We didn't even open the windows in the press box because <laughs> uh, we were like, Nice. Yeah, no, we're going to watch this one inside, nice. but I liked it. I mean, it, it was a beautiful, a beautiful day for baseball, at least from the confines of the indoor press yes, box. Yes, yes, And yeah. uh, looking out to the cold field. Right, sure. exactly. Uh, well, our, our friend Buddy Kennedy, speaking of cold, was very hot, actually. He has been hot offensively so far. Six for 10 with two doubles, a triple, a walk, and no strikeouts this spring so far. Uh, he did, unfortunately, make two errors at second base today. Um, and, of course, defensively, that's probably where... Kennedy is is kind of being held back. We've always yeah. seen him be very productive at the dish. It, it's really just been his defense, unfortunately, that doesn't uh, doesn't really allow him to remain even really in a backup role there for like that second base position. Yeah, I mean the defense is. I don't I don't know if that's ever going to be a, a plus necessarily for Buddy Kennedy and and offensively. You know, he certainly had some some moments in the big leagues last year, but for sure. on the whole, you know, he's not necessarily a plus offensive player. At least he hasn't shown himself to be that in the big leagues just yet. So trying to figure out if there's like a, a roster spot that could be had for Buddy Kennedy. I mean, he is six for 10 with a few extra base hits and he hasn't struck out yet and looks really, really good at the dish so far uh, in, in the Cactus League. Still a little hard to see how a roster spot uh, would come together for him. He doesn't really play shortstop. I think the D-backs would probably need a guy who plays shortstop in uh, that extra infielder spot. You already know Christian Walker, Cattell Marte, Nick Ahmed, Josh Rojas, Evan Longoria. Those guys are all going to make the roster. Probably only have room for one more infielder. You're probably going to need that guy to play shortstop. So that's kind of the main yeah. the main obstacle for Buddy Kennedy that I see right now. Uh, Kyle, thank you for the wonderful comment. I appreciate that so much. Uh, and he asks, how has Cattell's defense been looking? Uh, very good. Actually, much better defensively than he has at the dish so far but I don't feel like we have a lot of concerns for that like it's almost like if he's yeah. gonna slump and have struggles now is the time to do it you know what I mean get on track before the season starts but defensively he's looked great and that's something I think that was the bigger question mark for him this year is obviously how does he feel uh is it has he truly healed and so far that 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 all looks like it's a thumbs up yeah however uh, at the plate, he still is is working on getting his timing back. I think, and, and he's working through some frustrations there. You you don't necessarily worry too much about a Cattell or you know like a, a veteran player in spring training. I mean, Evan Longoria has looked frankly terrible at the plate. I mean, he's, he's also recovering from being yeah. You pretty you know he's out yeah. out with strep throat. So, um, but yeah, like I'm not looking at Evan Longoria. Uh, you know, striking out and grounding into a double play Correct. yesterday and Correct. being like, oh, you know, he's way behind or anything yeah. like like with veterans. You don't necessarily worry about that. I'm more looking for like changes in swings or different mechanical changes that they've made or whatnot. Um, if they look pretty much like the same guy, but the numbers don't look good. You're not necessarily too too worried about that at this point. You know, who looks like the same guy is Corbin Carroll. And when I say the same guy, I mean that I mean the fastest player of, in that baseball. Streak of blur that just passed <laughs> by you that lost his hat as he went because 
Corbin Carroll triples remain the most entertaining aspect of Diamond of Diamondbacks baseball. Uh, him in general, just his speed remains one of the most entertaining aspects of Diamondbacks baseball. But uh, he he loses his hat every single time. He does. He's he does. too fast for clothing, right? I'm surprised that he doesn't like. <laughs> like I'm surprised all the the uniform and everything doesn't just rip off as he runs. You know. So he also lost his hat tracking down a fly ball in left field today. No, I have a theory that Corbin Carroll <laughs> loses his hat basically every time he moves. And I think we can get this down to a science because, you know, we talk about yeah. sprint speed. Yeah, yeah. We talk about all these different metric, you know, ways of measuring speed. Sports I think we should, science. we should start measuring like like how and when does Corbin Carroll lose his hat? Right. Does he lose it right. between first and second base? Does he lose it between mm. second and third base? Yeah. I think there's there's some, you know, baseball savant metric. Uh, there that somebody has yet to discover yeah. maybe it'll be us Derek maybe we'll maybe we'll find a way uh pugs and hugs gave us a super sticker dollar 99 said hey. Sheba, dog shaking his body from left to right surrounded by red hearts we love you love you Sheba. uh Gabriel Ferrer says he's so fast he makes fast people look not fast correct um, <laughs> well he, said <laughs> he's so fast that his face looks like uh it, like when you when you look at it in slow motion uh, it looks like he got hit in one of those power slaps, you know, <laughs> that show power slap. Like, that's what it looks like. And it's great. And I love him for it. Um, just a couple of other tidbits. Tori said that Madison Bumgarner could start this Sunday. Yeah, potentially this Sunday. He didn't he didn't commit to it, but he said that this Sunday is a possibility. So we might see Mad Bum make his debut on that day, but nothing is nothing is for certain just yet. And then Merrill Kelly might start on Friday. Would that be his last start before he joins Team USA after that? That's point? a good question. Uh, I don't know the answer to that because they, would be they're supposed most to join the be, team on March sixth, I believe. Right? Yeah. So, like, so it I probably think that would be, be his next uh, his last start. So. Yeah. Uh, and then we got He'll start. Yeah, tomorrow, Friday. Yeah, yeah, Merrill Kelly is slated to start tomorrow, and then you've got Brandon Fott and Slade Shikoni. Uh, for the split squad games on Saturday. What about Zach Gallon? Zach Gallon threw a sim game today uh, okay. out at Salt River Field, so uh, the D-backs continue to hide him on the on the back <laughs> lot fields for the moment. But well, and he's up to, he's up past what the guys are throwing in live games are right. He's got yeah, three innings, three, forty-five innings. I don't know if he actually pitches. completed three innings or if he reached forty-five pitches and didn't complete three innings or what happened. But yeah, he was on like the three-inning forty-five pitch. Uh, limit today in that sim game so uh, when he does make his cactus league debut which should be relatively soon we don't have a day on that yet uh, he should be built up already so you'll likely see him throw either three maybe even four innings in in that game and of course every time that gallon pitches it's galentine's day it is so galentine's you got to make sure to be ready for that of course we thank you guys so much for being here in the chat uh, thank you again for that super sticker thank you all uh, for being here if you haven't done so already make sure to subscribe to the phnx sports youtube channel sign up for notifications that way you don't miss when any of our shows go live sometimes they go live sometimes me and jesse get pushed out of the studio and we just have to wait in the hallway somewhere waiting for a studio to, to open <laughs> yesterday up. was a busy day yesterday at the was a busy day yes yes we understand uh but of course also uh leave us a thumbs up we always love those and, and if you're listening right now on your favorite audio podcasting app. I know you can't give us a thumbs up. You just can give one uh, in spirit, uh, but leave us uh, a review. We always appreciate the feedback and make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Also sign up for a PHNX diehard membership over at gophnx.com if you haven't done so. This guy over here works hard to bring you some fine content over there, including the full count newsletter, which is not the full count. I just have to say the full count 
when I say the full count newsletter, but there's no the. He'll be he's very he's very <laughs> direct about that. It's just full count. I don't count. think I'm that direct. Oh, he's but so you, mean you, about it. You go out of your way you to point that out. You've seen the way time, that he texts so. me and the things, the nasty things he says to me. But anyway, make sure to subscribe. Uh, sign up for that so you get that. You also get a free piece of merch from the phnxlocker.com as well as 20% off all future purchases. You also get access to our members only Discord, members only merch, members only invites to events, members only discounts with our partners and so much more. So sign up today. We got some brand new merch, by the way. Uh, some sun shirts, the mid-range assassin shirt, as well as that incredible uh, Slim Valley Reaper shirt, which I picked up for myself because Kevin Durant is my favorite basketball player and he plays on my favorite team. And yesterday <laughs> it was real. I got to see it. It watched it. It did it. It was the thing. It happened. I'm so excited. So anyway, pick up all that stuff, become a member and join us today. Become part of the family. Uh, well, we, we were talking about this. We know that the uh, Major League Baseball has been talking about it. Uh, Rob Manfred brought it up uh, when we met with him. But Major League Baseball is expanding its newly formed local media department, or as I'm calling them, the LMD, uh, in preparation to start broadcasting games. I only want to say that because I know you haven't seen the show, but on uh, uh, on the Goldbergs, there's a group called the Jenkintown Posse, and they always say GTP. So I imagine these guys all following around. Um, the head of the department, which is Billy Chambers, and then he introduces them, and then they all yell out, LMD! But anyway, that's just what happens <laughs> in my head. Um, Major League Baseball announced three new hires on Wednesday, Doug Johnson, Greg Pinnell, and Kendall Burgess, all with uh, a tremendous amount of experience uh, already broadcasting Major League Baseball games. They all come from either Bally Sports, uh, Sinclair, or... Uh, Honestly, uh, AT&T, which is something that we're going to talk about as well, AT&T Sportsnet. So uh, there's a lot of experience there being brought in as uh, MLB kind of ramps up this group to take over potentially broadcasting yeah. games this season. This is going to happen fast because there's kind of a new wrinkle here when it comes to uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, which is, as you know, ruining HBO and all of our future you know, streaming shows that we were going to get on that service. But... Uh, they're also cutting fat elsewhere. And one of those areas where they might be cutting fat is that on Friday of last week, uh, they announced they would be offering sporting rights on its three AT&T Sportsnet regional sport networks back to the teams uh, with a Chapter 7 liquidation filing possible after March 31st deadline. So those three teams are the Houston Astros, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Colorado Rockies. They also have a stake in Roots which is currently owned by both AT&T Sportsnet and the Mariners uh, that broadcast the Mariners game. So the Mariners would be affected here as well of this entire situation. Um, interestingly enough, this is all coming at the same time where they're already dealing with the Diamond Sports Group, uh, basically missing their payment and now heading in a direction where they will file Chapter 11 bankruptcy. They uh, might file. They might file. Think. We, we think Maybe. it's going to. I mean, come on. <laughs> they have a 30-day grace period, and Diamond Sports Group at this point, really, their only action is to basically try to restructure some of the $8.6 billion in debt that they have and, and sell off what remains to whoever at that point would then, I don't know, like – Diamond Sports Group is probably going to dissolve. AT&T Sportsnet will dissolve. These things probably won't exist anymore after all of this is said and done. But what does that mean for baseball and, and baseball taking over regional sports networks for now 18 teams? Yeah, eight. Yeah, 18 teams. It really is crazy. Bally had 14 teams 
Um, I'll list those off just so that everyone knows real quick. We have the Diamondbacks, of course, the Braves, the Reds, Guardians, Tigers, Royals, Angels, Marlins, Brewers, Twins, Cardinals, Padres, Rays, Rangers. Those are all of the the Bally sports teams that will likely be affected by this. And yeah, just given what we've seen, we still don't have any guarantees, but it certainly looks like Major League Baseball is gearing up to do what we suspected they might have to do, which is step in and broadcast these games themselves and make sure that uh, fans are able to get uh, access to broadcast for their teams in their local markets uh, without some enormous shakeup. Uh, without blackouts, right? Uh, can't even imagine the riots that would happen if you could. Could you imagine if if you could <laughs> you could get all the teams outside of your market, but they they're, they're doing all the broadcasts. You can't watch your team, but if you if you go on a little road trip, maybe you'll be able to. Um, Got to drive twenty miles out of the city. Yeah, right. No, I I don't think that will happen. Uh, it sounds like Major League Baseball will be able to uh, broadcast games in local markets, make sure that fans still have access to their teams. Um, but it's yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's happening fast. And to be honest now with the addition of what, of what time Warner discovery is, has done or Warner, whatever they're called Warner brothers discovery. I don't know. Uh, they, they have kind of expedited the timeline here. I feel like based on what we saw and what we've discussed in the past with diamond sports group, that that is going to take a lot longer to kind of play out. Whereas now they kind of have this March 31st deadline for them to come to an agreement uh, between the teams and Warner Brothers Discovery, essentially on how to settle these accounts about Sportsnet, uh, AT&T Sportsnet, RSNs. It's it's a very yeah. complicated. There's a lot going on and not a lot of time for baseball to kind of move in. So that's why they are forming this group. I think it is a bit reassuring that they're bringing in guys with so much experience. That yeah, literally, I mean, they just stole a few of yeah, the Bally Sports Yeah, they just literally took people. the top executives <laughs> from Bally Sports and from AT&T uh, and, and brought them over, which makes this entire process so much easier because these people will know how to how to slide into the position. Not only, not only that, but then they have kind of an, an insider idea about how the direction of these companies are going to go having come from them, right? I think that... Yeah, yes, they can't yeah. make public statements and yes, they can't confirm one thing or another. However, when you are when you work for a company internally, you have the vibe, you know what's going on. Conversations are happening, especially considering these guys were all vice presidents and senior vice presidents and things like that. So, uh, of course, this is all going to be very interesting uh, to see how it continues to play out, especially I think. It wouldn't be interesting if it wasn't for this expedited timeline and the fact that the regular season is right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is I think I think we're going to get a resolution here relatively soon. Um, I don't know exactly what what day the the Bally sports situation would would be resolved, but it should be early in the season. I don't think we'll make it too far before we have some sort of an answer there. Um, I also want to make it clear that like the reason that Warner Bros Discovery is is taking this action with their AT&T Sportsnet networks is that uh, they don't have the money that they need in order to make these that's scheduled what, rights payments. That's what it comes down to for both of these companies. Yeah, it's, they, it's not just a diamond sports group like, oh, they paid so much money, they overpaid, and so right. they were doomed from the beginning, although those things are also true. Those are true. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this RSN thing is kind of on the struggle bus, and it's not just going to be you know, those 14 teams that are, you know, Bally Sports Regional Networks, it's going to be some other teams that are that are affected by this, too. And we're already seeing that. Look, uh, it's not like they're just coming in and canceling this the same way they canceled some of 
the you know HBO Max shows that were going to be you know taking place. But there there's there's a similar idea behind it. Uh, they're looking probably most likely at what's profitable, and it's hard to believe yeah. with how much these rights cost to broadcast the games that these divisions of these companies are profitable. So it's easy to come in and kind of look at that in in a, in a business way, in in a non objective way, and just say that's not making us money, we got to try to get rid of it. It makes sense because, look, if they're not going forward with such incredible shows as Fuckboy Island on uh, HBO Max, then why would they ever go on broadcasting baseball games? That's a real show. Is that a real show? That's a real show that was going to happen. Yeah, so uh, anyway. (laughs) And they canceled that one? (laughs) They canceled that one. That one's off the table. They realized how bad of an idea it was? (laughs) Probably, probably. (laughs) But uh, again, it's business, right? And I think, honestly, at the end of the day, this might end up proving to be uh, an, an improved experience for people that love baseball. It, it might result in yeah. you being able to pay a very reasonable fee to watch your one baseball team, not pay for the entire extra innings package or watch every baseball team, but watch your team that you want to watch and be able to stream it in a variety of ways in your home, on your phone, on the go, all of that stuff without having to pay different costs and and you know have all these complications right now that that people seem to be having. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a, a route here for Major League Baseball to make this system better. Uh, streaming is is the future. I think we all understand that at this point. And Major League Baseball has been in the streaming space for a long time. MLB.tv was kind of revolutionary it when really it when it first came out. I when know you did, don't like me talking about WWE, but they did. Oh, they here we go. Here WWE we go. when they created their network, they worked with MLB to basically. Learned. So WWE did it after Major League yes. Baseball. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So and they based it a lot on the infrastructure and the way yeah. that, that MLB set up their streaming service because it was a similar kind of idea of not only watching live events uh, streaming but also being able to like go through a library of old clips and old games and stuff like that and also watch those. Right. So that's what basically it's a similar concept as to what WWE wanted for their their service. Right. Yeah. Uh, but eventually they even abandoned it and they're just on Peacock now, so they don't even have a network any longer. Um, but MLB, MLB is in a great position because honestly getting the regional sports networks rights all together and kind of fixing this blackout problem was already on their agenda. And the way things are going, it's almost like this is working in their favor to get this all in house and, and have control of it by, by the sport. Like, yeah, it's, I don't know what's going to happen with diamond sports group and who potentially buys it, how the rights are going to all play out or whatever. I'm sure baseball at the end of the day would love for someone to pay as much money as these companies were rather than having to broadcast it themselves. But there is a great opportunity there. It does affect the Diamondbacks, though, because they're 75 million a year, 75 million dollars a year from Valley Sports Arizona uh, is not going to be there. And don't get me wrong. It's not like they're just going to go away without trying to get their cut of the pie one way or another. Legal actions have to take place. They will. But uh, that's still going to be. Uh, either a temporary loss or just a loss straight up that the Diamondbacks are going to experience. Yeah, I don't I don't think they have any guarantees of getting, you know, if they lose money, which it looks like they will. Oh yeah. I don't I don't think they're banking on recouping that money. Maybe they hope that in the future with whatever setup Major League Baseball comes up with or however this works, maybe they are able to make more money uh with, you know, the next arrangement here, but in the meantime the D-backs are probably going to lose some of that 75 million and not get that back. 
Um, so if, if you've lost that kind of money, can I offer you some OGs to maybe get over it? Uh, maybe to everybody uh, that's involved in this whole thing needs some OGs because holy shit. OGs um, are that powerful. Yeah, they really are. I mean, well, you know what? Here's the thing, Jesse. They don't fix problems forever, but they fix problems for right now, right? <laughs> Like if you want to get away, if you have eight figures of debt, you want to get away. It is no match. Yeah, you want to get away from your eight billion dollars in debt for just one afternoon. Have some OGs. You know, Uh, they have a wide variety of flavors and doses. Most importantly, the doses. You're going to need a high dosage uh, to deal with that much debt. But uh, doses, strains, all of that. They're all about flavoring life. They're all about producing a delicious gummy that takes you exactly where you need to go and that's away from your problems right uh so not only do they have a wide variety of strains they have their sleep edition gummy but they also have their brand new happy balance gummy strawberry and cream flavored and it's a cbd to thc one-to-one ratio that helps you feel good without some of the stony feelings that you might get from other edibles or even some of og's edibles sometimes I like that. It's a feeling I dig, but not everybody does. So make sure uh, if you don't, you try the strawberries and cream. They might be the exact uh, thing you're looking for, and it's official. The OG's new strawberries and cream Happy Balance gummies are live on shelves right now. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary by checking out ogsbrands.com. Must be 21 or over to enjoy. Uh, Four Peaks Brewing Company, also another way to escape from your problems uh, when you owe $8.6 billion in debt. <laughs> um, and of course, uh, they have a wide, they have a wide variety of flavors and, and, and beer strengths as well. So, uh, get a strong beer and enjoy yourself. Uh, be sure to follow them on at four peaks brew on Twitter, uh, to get all the latest on all of the fun stuff they're doing over at their A street pub. Uh, the beer week is right around the corner. So make sure to check out their calendar at fourpeaks.com slash events. And for our friends at four peaks, Uh, They will be out at the M3F Festival, March 3rd and 4th, something Jesse and I uh, know nothing about. Uh, But, of course, we know you guys are big uh, electric music, electronic music. What is it? What what kind of music is it, Damon? What was it again? EDM. EDM EDM music. EDM music. All right. See, (laughs) I'm too old to know any of this stuff. So, um, But you guys aren't. So go out there and grab your tickets. Grab your tickets for the M3FS.com. Uh, and enjoy a wow wheat beer while you're there. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Uh, we're about to get out of here. Of course, I'm going to give you my DraftKings pick of the week because it's Thursday. And I have a stacked NHL parlay for you guys. But we just want to let you guys know that steals are already up in baseball. So for all of you people that are against uh, the pitch clock, I just want you to know you're wrong, period. That's all there is to it. There's no discussion. You're wrong. A two-hour and four-minute time a game and steals are up? What's not to like about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, steals aren't up in the same uh, as dramatically as as game times are down, right? right? Game times are down significantly. Uh, three hours and one minute. That was the average spring training game time yes. last year. This year, at least entering Wednesday, according to Jason Stark, we were at two hours and 39 minutes. So 22 minutes I less. I love, um, I love it. That's 22 minutes of your life you get back, folks. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's not as dramatic as that, but it, it is significant. I mean, last year there were 0.77. Uh, stolen base attempts per game in spring training games this year. Again, this was, I believe, entering Wednesday. That number was 1.07. So that's a pretty significant jump. I mean, you're talking about almost a 40% jump. If you look at some years before that, um, last year was kind of weird. Like 0.77 was really low. 
So I don't know if this 1.07 is as dramatic of an increase as it as it looks like just comparing with last year. If you look at some years before that, sure. it's a little bit closer. But um, but yeah, no matter which way you shake it, there's definitely an impact here. And it could just be that major league teams are kind of like, uh, I don't know, trying out the, the new toy, like kind of seeing how it works with uh, the pitch clock, like how you know, are, are they able to have more success uh, stealing bases? Maybe they're just more likely to experiment and try things out right now. Sure. Uh, so we'll have to see how it carries over to the regular season, but there's definitely something going on here. Well, and we know Tori still has a lot of questions, and Tori has told us on several occasions that he's trying to find ways to either get clarification on the rules and get Major League Baseball to kind of, I guess, reassess and and let everyone know if something that happened in a spring training game happened correctly or if it was just a mistake in that game uh tori has been very big on them kind of uh doing a little case-by-case basis sometimes on who had the last out we talked about that with the catcher uh when when carson kelly had to go back and put his gear on and stuff but tori don't get him don't don't get it twisted tori is also looking for ways to exploit the rules so if it comes down to it that they can find some sort of advantage for this team, especially with the speed and the base stealing that this team has. Tori is fully on board with it, but he still doesn't seem to know at times, and I'm not saying he doesn't know, he's still unclear on what is allowable, what isn't, what where they're trying to gain an advantage that Major League Baseball might come back. Kind of like what we were talking about where Major League Baseball was like, no, you cannot send a man in motion, right? Like, there are teams that might have tried that without asking, and then baseball would have had to be like, no, you can't do that. Stop doing that. You know? Well, it's because Major League Baseball went to teams beforehand, and they were like, all right. How do you, you, you going to break Put all rules? your cards on the yeah. table. What do, you, what do you got cooking? They're What's on your mind? Like, yeah. I would have held I'm like, nothing. I don't. Because there's no point in not rules. There's I no point in that. not being honest. Because if if teams didn't say what they were going to try to do, and then they came out and did it, then Major League Baseball would be like, all right, well, now we're going to make a rule that makes it so you can't do that. So uh, I'm sure teams still have some stuff in their in their back pocket, but they're they're probably you know the the ones that maybe they kept to themselves are the ones that they think that Major League Baseball isn't going to outlaw. Uh, you know, most likely. So uh, yeah, I think teams were relatively honest uh, at the beginning, and uh, and that's why a lot of those a lot of those conversations were already had. Yeah, and I think the thing about it is they're they're like you you're either going to find ways to you know try to try to play the rules right down the middle or honestly if it comes down to it you, you got to find a competitive advantage if that's the way the rules are going to allow you to go the diamondbacks do have a lot of competitive advantages when it comes to speed and there's a lot of things about these rules especially the steals being up that makes me feel like the diamondbacks are going to get some advantages when it comes to the way that they've set up the pitch clock the, the disengagements and a lot of the things that pitchers are going to have to do. But uh, we won't know until the season gets here, and that's going to be a lot of fun to watch once we get there. Yeah, and that That's kind of what makes this whole thing uh, with with the youth of this team and, and the direction this team's going. Very exciting team to watch. Like, yeah. we don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but it feels very much so like we're going to see this team improve. Uh, we know we saw uh, the talking baseball guys apparently thought the Diamondbacks are going to win less games this year and they're just so year. weird because they're always tweeting about you know corbin carroll jake. and like what yeah you, what happened jake yeah what happened jake you don't got her back anymore jake <laughs> anyway. uh, well we thank you guys of course uh so much for being here uh always thank you guys for being here before i let you go i'm gonna give you guys my DraftKings pick of the week i did a five team puck 
line parlay, but unfortunately, a couple of those games have already started. I'm still giving it to you anyway. <laughs> I, I took the St. Louis Blues, Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Ottawa Senators, and Penguins all at plus one and a half goals for the puck line, uh, which means that they either win or they lose by less than a goal. And I think that's going to happen with all of those. And I took the LA Kings uh, at at over a, a goal and a half on the puck line. That's a plus 15 uh, 26 odds. Wow. Plus 15, 26 value <laughs> oh my for, for a $20 bet. Uh, it's going to win you $325. I plus. just put it together live right yeah. now, which you still can do on the DraftKings Sportsbook there app. There you go. Uh, and I got it with the boost at plus 2,400 uh, with all of your stuff. Go. So you can get the odds a little bit better right now. Wow. Uh, a couple right. of them well, are. I'm guessing one of those teams might be down at two this of, point. Two <laughs> of those teams are down a goal, but uh, <laughs> right. we only need them to lose by we, a goal. We only need them to lose by one. That's all we need. Let's fucking go, y'all. Let's go. Get out on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Of course, uh, we got the no sweat, same game parlays for NBA. Uh, we got opt-in opportunities like this. This was a parlay boost. Couldn't be a same-game parlay, but a multiple-game parlay. Sometimes if those boosts don't work, you just got to read uh, all the little fine print because sometimes it's specific. Mm. Like today's boost was specifically for games on March 2nd, and they couldn't be same-game parlays. So make sure to keep an eye out for all of those odds boosts and win yourself some money over there. Download the app right now and sign up with code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Don't stop betting on the Suns. That's another thing. Uh, yes. Suns, Suns, Suns. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. Let's go. Uh, he's only going to make Devin Booker better. So I'm like those points are going to go through the roof. They had 60 combined last night between Pretty those crazy. two in their first game together. So do you think uh, do you think Diamond Sports Group should maybe put some money on on your uh, DraftKings pick of the week? Uh, maybe, I mean, maybe that you know gets them out of hot many, water how, a little how, bit. How many billions would they have to bet in order <laughs> for that parlay to pull off and win them some money? I, I would have so much respect. We're <laughs> we're gonna put a hundred million dollars on Derek's draft. DraftKings pick of the hey, week, hey, and who we're knows? Try to make our payment. We're gonna maybe try to make maybe they payment. come back and they make the payment, Man. and Valley Sports Arizona one, continues on for one, many many one, years. One big one big weekend in Vegas, and they come back there and get all the sports networks <laughs> getting going again. But of course, again, we thank you guys so much for being here. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. This guy's at Jesse N Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore Dbacks. But, of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys again so much for joining us. On behalf of Damon, Jesse, and myself, we always appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you run so fast that your hat never stays on. <laughs>